Please note that this podcast may include forward-looking statements in addition to providing historical information. Various important factors could cause actual results to differ materially from those indicated in the forward-looking statements, including those discussed in our Form 10-K, Form 10-Qs, and other filings. You're listening to the SOPOD Network Series, Tom Talks. On this episode, CEO Tom Fanning and Southern Company Communications Vice President Skylar Bayman discuss the company's progress and success. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tom Fanning Podcast. This is Skylar Bayman. Tom, we're here. It's uh, towards the end of uh, November as we sit here and talk. thought it'd be a great time to catch back up with you, see how things are going. How are you doing? Fabulous. You know, uh, gosh, what are we now? Ten and a half months in. Uh, still a lot to go. We got to finish strong, but it's been a heck of a year. We took the opportunity with all the blessings of great performance to invest back in the business, to improve customer service, resilience, fix the roof while the sun is out. And so I think we're in great shape right now. Still have to finish strong. Uh, we talked a lot about the company in that uh, those two earnings calls that you'd mentioned. That was the second and the third quarter. Yeah. But really strong performance, like you mentioned, um, sort of historical stuff. Talk to about how the the system has rallied together to bring forth that performance. So I'm really proud of that because, you know, the headline is always, oh, where are you on Vogel? And we got a great story to tell about Vogel, uh, thankfully. But here's the thing I'm really proud of. When you look at the base business, get away from the headlines on Vogel and talk about customer service and talk about reliability and talk about uh, even just the brand of our company, bigger than our bottom line, inextricably intertwined with the communities that we're privileged to serve with our foundations and the volunteerism that we have inside this company. It's never been better. And that's what I'm really excited about, given this foundation, Skyler. Holy smokes. As we get Vogel in the rearview mirror, we're going to come out of that period like a skyrocket. We're going to be never better in terms of our financial integrity and and our ability to earn attractive returns will be great. So I think as we kind of wind down Vogel, as we emerge, this company is going to be better positioned, in my opinion, than it ever has. We'll go into a few more specifics on Vogel in a minute, but I did want to ask you, as I go around the system, talk to people, they are thinking about our company in the, um, where, and where it sits in the global economy as it stands. There's a lot of talk out there about what's going on, what might be on the horizon, where we're at. You know, you've got uh, a great way to sort of discuss the economy in general, sort of, uh, as a country is, uh, the Southeast and our footprint as the, as the company in general. Crazy stuff. So those of you that are new to this, but you may remember I spent six years at the Atlanta Fed, three years as the chair. I also chaired the big advisory board to the big Fed. Uh, They call it the conference of chairs. And I was there when we made the transition from uh, Janet Yellen to Jay Powell. She's now secretary of treasury. And of course, Jay Powell is the chairman of the Fed. What a terrific guy. Um, We always like to really provide deep insight into what's happening in the economy. We know that there are rising interest rates and inflation to boot. And so I think what the Fed is trying to do is slow the economy down through rising interest rates so that inflation starts to dissipate. 
okay? The general feeling is that in 2023, we're heading into a period of a small recession. Now, that is a national number. And there's been a lot in the media about, well, we may already be in a technical recession or have been or will be or whatever. The Southeast economy is always stronger than the rest of the United States. And I have some kind of interesting data to think about with that. One of the indicators we look at is um, year-over-year growth in our 10 largest industrial segments. And I think nine of the 10 uh, industrial segments have grown period over period. And so if you just look at growth, good heavens, we look great. We're way better. In fact, our industrial sales this year, or at least for the first nine months of this year, are roughly double in terms of growth rate, what we thought going into the year. So it just looks terrific. But I would point out um, a warning sign. And that is one of the things I like to do is a momentum statistic. It's uh, the effectively the first derivative of growth. And that is, even though you may have period over period growth, is the growth getting stronger or is it starting to slow? The momentum number will reveal whether it's growing faster or slower, even though it's still growing. Okay. When I look at those 10 industrial segments, the momentum number tells me that seven of them are starting to turn negative. Two are positive, one is flat. We're still nine out of 10 growing, but the data would suggest we're growing a little slower. Watch out. Second data point, which is interesting. Economic development data. This is the for the uh, uh, projects announced in our southeastern economy. Uh, we measure job growth and capital expenditure growth represented by what our customers are telling us they are going to do in the future. So this is really a a real headlights kind of data point. This year, first nine months, we are 170% period-to-period growth in job creation. We're 230% period-over-period capital expenditure growth. And you say, holy smokes, that looks terrific. Peel the onion there a little bit. Most of that growth was announced during the first six months of the year, not the last three months of the nine-month period. And so that suggests also that we may be slowing. But if I look at the overall strength of industrial sales, if I look at uh, the economic development data, it's still great. I see it slowing. I do not see the Southeast slipping into a recession. So for all this talk you may hear about a national recession, I think the Southeast is much more resilient. One last point. Both industrial and commercial sales have recovered to the point of a pre-COVID level. Well, that's good. But you want to know what's uh, significantly above is residential sales. And so I think that's a reflection of this new environment we're in, this kind of hybrid workforce, sometimes at home, sometimes not. Uh, I think it's a new way of life for America, and I think it will uh, persist for some time. I know you uh, just came back from EEI, holds an annual uh, financial conference every year. And it's you, like the Bataan Death March. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you were able to share this story about um, where we think our company is in this economy with the number of analysts and things like this. And this is the exact message that you that you gave. Oh, sure. And and you should be you all should be very proud. All I do is reflect the good work that's going on in the company. 
uh, reflect the good news of the economy, reflect the good news down at Vogel. We've been way outperforming in stock price performance. And you may say, well, look, you know, what was it about a month ago now? We traded at over 80 bucks a share. We for, closed yeah, for the on first time. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and now we're back in the mid 60s. That's a that's a sector move. That's this slow introducing higher interest rates, slowing down the economy. The whole stock market is down. Our relative performance is still really strong. So, gosh, Skyler, we are we are in good shape right now, and it's so much fun, kind of to explain this great foundation we've built the growth off that foundation that I think will sustain and what the future holds for not only our shareholders, our customers, but also our employees. Uh, We are in terrific shape. You mentioned Vogel. Let's transition to uh, that topic for a minute. We had a great celebration uh, reaching a milestone. Fuel load uh, at Unit 3 was an incredible day, uh, incredible accomplishment. Um, talk a little bit about, um, yeah, you know, and in fact, the little milestones that we laid out for the investing public filing of ITAX, essentially the system's performance measures, uh, was faster than we thought. We got our letter back from the nuclear regulatory commission. It's called a 103 G letter, but outside of that, it's just permission to load fuel. Took a little bit of time, but then we loaded fuel ahead of schedule. And I can just remember the, the, the whole patina, the whole uh, glow around the project and the employees and even our board. I remember we were at a, uh, I guess it was a board meeting in October, and we were able to show the fuel fully loaded at Vogel 3. It was blowing this beautiful blue color. The board all kind of stood up and applauded. I mean, it was just kind of a great moment. And uh, we had a uh, celebration at the site. I think it was a little bit like the old Woodstock days, but (laughs) there were like thousands of people there in kind of this open area. But I think what was notable, it was so nice to be able to say thank you to the craft workers and the IBEW and the U.S. building trades and the, the, the folks that were so instrumental in getting this done. But what else was notable were the elected officials and the commissioners and all the These people now want to get ahead of the parade. They recognize what a good thing this is going to be for, you know, 60 to 80 years to come. And let me just give you kind of a dumb number. Um, We're all following natural gas prices. And really, since Russia invaded Ukraine and then Gazprom, remember, that's the natural gas pipeline coming out of Russia, weaponized energy in in Europe, and they're shutting down. And now energy prices overall are going crazy. Uh, gas prices went up significantly. Plant Vogel, and from an energy standpoint, will produce energy 24 7, 365 at the equivalent price of about a dollar per million BTU. And our customers are going to be able to enjoy that, like I say, for 60 to 80 years. This is going to be one of the most valuable assets we've ever built. It's amazing. The most important takeaway from the Vogel discussion. Cost and schedule has not changed. Um, Cost and schedule has not changed. And and that's been, you know, so hard to maintain. But think about it. We went through a bankruptcy of our general contractor, Westinghouse. And then I remember their parent was teetering on bankruptcy, Toshiba. I got significant help out of the federal government there to get a $3.7 billion guarantee. And then we had Fleur. And then we had Bechtel. And then, oh, COVID. 
And it wasn't just COVID. We went through some very dark days about whether we should shut that project down because of COVID. And we decided, no, let's, let's, let's persist, but let's make that site the safest place it can be. We built a medical village on the site. We adopted different work practices and the leadership, the tenacity of the folks there to be able to get us where we are is just amazing. So look, we're, we're kind of on the uh, final edges there. We just got to push through and continue that success. I'm glad that you mentioned the folks at the site working there every day, uh, through COVID every day, um, and the celebration that they had around fuel load. Because really important was the was the tidbit that we had, the stat that we had in the last earnings report, that we had crossed this or achieved the 68 millionth job hour without a lost time incident at the project. That's really remarkable. So Bechtel is our contractor there. They think that is the number one record all time for no lost time accidents. Imagine that number. Uh, And anybody that's ever been around that site or has seen pictures, at one time we had 9,000 people and not to have any kind of problems uh, from a safety standpoint, is astounding. You know, the reason we follow it so closely and why it's one of our core values as a company is, of course, we care about employees and we want you to be able to go home in the same condition which you went to work that day. But the other thing we look at is safety performance is a wonderful leading indicator of overall performance, of delivering quality for all the hard work you put in. So first of all, Employee's been safe, terrific value to achieve an outstanding success record. But I think it is also reflective of the quality of work that's going on there. Fantastic stuff. That's great. Uh, Lastly, I did want to bring up, there was a a really special gathering of uh, employees working on the moving to equity team. We've talked a lot about uh, our company's work on equity that Away from the headlines, this is not something that uh, right. will be an episodic uh, thing here at Southern Company. We're going to continue to work on it. So there was a gathering in Atlanta at the uh, National Center for Civil and Human Rights to talk about sort of where we're at as a company and, and what did you see? What came out of that meeting? What did you learn at that meeting? Well, in fact, such an impressive place. If anybody hasn't been there, I commend you to go see it. Uh, and we did have the visit, but we had a whole management council day there. So we, it was good for us just to kind of... Uh, you know, imbue ourselves in that spirit. The uh, progress on the moving to equity work is progressing really well. Uh, The key here, I think we've moved beyond idea to program to now holding ourselves accountable. It's And it's like you say, and it's what I've been so passionate about. We're not going to make this an episodic event. I don't want us to just respond to the headlines of the day. I really want to get away from the headlines and work on the kinds of things, whether it's hiring people, treating them fairly, paying them well, um, and working in the community to make the community better off because we're there. We now have metrics, real money in place. We have a tension span of the culture of Southern focused on this being a core value, and we are progressing. And for the metrics that we put in place so far, we're doing great. More to come. This will be a sustaining effort, and we all will be better off for it. You know, the key about diversity, we can think about race and gender. We can think about sexual orientation and country of origin and religion and all sorts of things. There's so many different facets of life in which we can measure diversity. Having diverse talent, diverse skill sets, diverse 
context, diverse knowledge, diverse backgrounds, gives us what I always like to call a broader cultural bandwidth. The broader we are, if we can assimilate more of that talent, experience, context, judgment, then we're going to be better at kind of understanding the unseen uh, risks and conflicts that we even don't know about today. The more capability we develop in diversity, the better we're going to be at moving this company forward for decades to come. It is such an important milestone, such an important effort for us to sustain on. Uh, thank you, Tom. Listen, there's a few weeks left of 2022. It's been a heck of a year. Um, 2023, sort of just right around the corner. Uh, any predictions or anything like that or sort of a, a final send-off as we sort of uh, begin to contemplate the end of 2022 into 2023. Yeah, and and I don't want to feel like this is the year-end message, but it's a message that we always should say. And one of my beliefs is you can never say thank you enough in life. There's so many people that contribute to our success. It's never about us. It's always about them. And for whoever has a share, directly, indirectly, in what's happening at this company for all the good work we're doing, please remember that you know, for all of our what's, making, moving, and selling energy for the benefit of the Southeast, there's always a how, a person connected to the end of this. And one of the things, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about not only the economy and my background there, I, I do a lot of national security work now. And we all know how important energy, just see Russia, Ukraine, Europe, how important energy is to national security and our general well-being. Um I love to say this idea that energy policy done well, so energy security, leads to economic security, leads to national security. Tying those ideas together is a very powerful concept, and it goes way beyond make, move, sell. It goes to how we run this company, how we treat each other as employees, how we treat our customers, how we work within the context of the community and our external publics. Listen. We have an outstanding track record. We got to finish strong this year, but we got to keep these values, the what's and the how's, our behaviors, moving in the right way. I think we'll do that, and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen next. That sounds great. Eyes am I, as is everybody listening. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for the time. Always appreciate it. Thanks. Always fun. Have a great year, folks. Thank you for listening to the SoPod Network. All podcasts are available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms.